Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we'll be babbling about Daftes Zion, Daft 16 of Masech Rosh Hashanah. Friends, it's a great daf. I'm just going to jump in. Um, Daftes Zion and Aleph, all the way at the top of the page. Well, no, I shouldn't just jump in. You know, I feel like this daf doesn't need much introduction, but it's a very interesting Agada to daf about um, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, let's just say that. Super interesting stuff. Let's go right um, so says the mission at the top of the that the world is judged at four intervals. Uh, I don't know if intervals is the right word. Four points, four, four times during the year. The world is judged on Passover for the um, grain. On um, Shavuos for the fruits of the trees. And on Rosh Hashanah, the entire world passes before the Ebeshter, Kivnei Marin. The uh, Gemara on the Dafyud Ches is going to explain what Kivnei Marin is. I always thought it was like, uh, oh, interesting, I always just assumed that it was like sheep or whatever. But, I don't know. Uh, okay, let's go weiter. says, that the Ebeshter creates their hearts all together. And he understands all of their actions. And of course, on Sukkot, the uh, world is uh, judged about how much water they will, well, about the water, I, I guess. Uh, the standard understanding is how much water the world will receive that year, how much rainfall, things like that. Okay, that was a fun Mishnah. Says the Gemara, hey, Tvua, now which grain is judged on Pesach? Ilema Hotvu de Kaimo. If you're going to say, well, it's the grain that's currently in the fields, right? Pesach is, uh, you know, at the end of the winter, there's grain that's growing in the fields. So if you're telling me that the grain that's currently growing in the fields is judged on Pesach, well, but what about its entire journey until this point, right? If the grain is already growing, that means that a lot has happened since the, right and to get to this point, it was planted, it sprouted, all those things. So, when was the judgment? When was the Yom Adin for all of the things that happened to this point? Um, so, again, if we're if we're talking about the grain that's already in the, you know mid growing, well, if the din is only starting now, well, what about all the occurrences until this point? When, which judgment day was those things judged from? Okay, so let's say that it's talking about the grain that you will be planting. Okay, so right now it's Pesach. It's at the end of the winter, sure. Now, in about another six months, you're going to be planting, or maybe even more, depending on the crop, you're going to be planting sort of the, the next round of crops. So if we're saying that on Pesach, all the, all the grain that will later on in the year be planted is judged. All right. But that implies that it only goes through one judgment. So it's on Pesach. And on Pesach, we, uh, there's the, uh, uh, the judgment for the seeds that will in the future be planted. And um, Givaldics, they haven't yet been planted. They will be planted in the future. And the, the judgment for what will be their fate once they are planted is from Pesach. Now, that implies that they only get judged once. However, once 
i.e. before they're planted. But However, we're learning a brisa that if you have grain and something terrible happens to it, right? I don't know, a, 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 what's that thing called? <clears throat> a, a typhoon maybe or something like that? Like something real bad comes and basically ruins the crop. So the brisa says that if that happens before Pesach, right? So you have this like... Uh, uh, um, crop destroying incident that happens if it's before Pesach so that so the judgment day when it was determined that this was going to happen was the previous Passover but if this crop destroying thing happened after Pesach so meaning when Pesach came it was already out in the fields it was already growing Pesach came and went the grain is still in the field and then suddenly uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, typhoon, I guess? Some kind of crop-destroying incident um, takes place and destroys the crops. So, Nidonis Laaba, the Yom Hadin, the judgment day, on which it was determined that this terrible incident was going to occur, was the Pesach that just passed, okay? So, basically, you have this grain that has already gone through two judgment days. Now, all of us, I'm, Lemaisa, I'm 33 years old. So unless I'm like doing my math wrong, it means that I've experienced 33 judgment days, I think. And I don't know, unless it's 32 or 34, it gets confusing. But, uh, you know, I've, I've endured multiple judgment days. Uh, somehow I made it to the other side each time so far. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens this time. But anyways, um, that's a digression. Um, so, so we're saying that just like I've had multiple judgment days, so these uh, grain, the grain can also have multiple judgment days, meaning, so the uh, uh, Pesach prior to when it was planted, um, it was judged for what was going to be from the time that it was planted until the coming Passover. And then on the next Passover, there's another judgment, and uh, it's determined what's going to happen um, moving forward until it's harvested. So we see that a um, plant can endure two, uh, you know, multiple Yom Hadin. So therefore, so going back to the beginning of the, of the Gemara today, so the first suggestion was maybe the um, grain that is being judged on Pesach is the grain that's currently in the field, but what about all the occurrences up until now, when from the time that it was planted? And if you're going to say that the judgment is only uh, for the seeds that will be planted, but what about the fact that the seeds that are already planted also go through judgment uh, on Pesach? So therefore... Um, oh, so the, sorry, the, the, the Brisa for a second goes weiter. Adam, when it comes to people as well, um, if something uh, terrible happens to him before Yom Kippur, so Nidon the Sha'avar, so it was judged from the previous year, if something terrible happens to him after Yom Kippur, Nidon Lahaba, it came from the Yom Kippur that just passed. So that's actually super interesting. I just was thinking this now as I'm reading it that. You know, sometimes you wonder, like, what happens if a fellow passes away in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? So when was the Yom Adin? Was it last year? Was it this year? After all, it's only Rosh Hashanah. It was the Din on Rosh Hashanah. It wasn't yet Yom Kippur. Maybe if the, if the Chsima is on Yom Kippur, right? Ne'ilah is on Yom Kippur. So if he dies between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, so then when was, when was that fate sealed? So it sounds like from this Brice, Taka, what does it say? It says, well, if it's before... Yom Kippur, so then it was from the previous Yom Kippur, and if it's after Yom Kippur, then it was from this Yom Kippur, the most recent one. So, very, very interesting, friends. Anyways, so now, applying that to the 
grain as well. So, so uh, anything that happens to the grain pre-Pesach, so then it was from the prior Pesach, post-Pesach, it's from um, that uh, Pesach that just passed. Wow, Gishmak is stuff. So we see that there's taka two judgments that occur um, for this grain. Abai Omar, Abai Therefore, if a fellow, right? So it goes. So 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 you have um, Pesach. Pesach passes, and there's the judgment for a grain. And then comes like I guess Tishrei time, and he plants the grains that take longer to grow, like wheat. And he's seeing, wow, this wheat is really growing very nicely. So if that's the case, so Memele, what does that mean? That the prior, the Pesach prior, when there was the judgment on the grain, it was a favorable judgment. So when a person plant, so you plant wheat before you plant barley, because barley grows quicker apparently. So if after you grow the wheat, you notice that it's actually growing very nicely. So lichtim v'lizra cherpa cherpa. So um, you should you should uh, you know as early as possible jo- uh, uh, grow the barley. The adamati limedayne. So that before the next judgment comes, i.e. before Pesach, kadim solik, um, the barley will already be kind of established and and already growing. Um, so. So, so we see that the judgment day for grain is Pesach. And therefore, if you have judgments on Pesach for the grain, and then you plant um, the wheat, which you plant first. So you plant it, I don't know, I guess, in Cheshvin. And then you know, you see that the wheat is coming in very well. So try to chaparain as, as early as possible to plant the barley so that by the time the next judgment comes, because clearly the previous judgment was favorable, so you want to try to milk that for whatever you can and chaparain from the previous judgment, uh, f- uh, whatever you can. So so um, try to plant the barley as soon as possible so that by the time the next judgment comes, i.e. the next Pesach comes, um, the, you already kind of have facts on the ground. You already have the barley will, will have been already established and be growing already so that um, it sort of minimizes the risk factor of a, p- a possible negative judgment in the coming year. Money must nis infected Gemara. Who's the author of our Mishnah? Lord Meir, Lord Beutiv, Lord Biosiv, Lord Nosson. Well, it's not Reb Meir, it's not Reb Yehuda, it's not Reb Yosi, and it's not Reb Nosson. So who is it? Titania, as we learn in the Brisa, Kol Nidonim Barosh Hashana. Ugzaidin Shelohim Nechton Biyom Kipurim Div Reb Meir. Says Reb Meir. It's not like our Mishnah. Our Mishnah, which is talking interesting, because of course Stam Mishnah is Reb Meir, and yet this Mishnah is not Reb Meir. But anyways, um, Reb Meir's opinion is that... Um, what's Reb Meir's opinion? Who could tell me? Who could tell me? Reb Meir's opinion is that, well, our Mishnah had said that there's Taka four, four uh, times when the world is judged, right? Pesach for grain, Sukkot for water, etc. Says Reb Meir in the Brisa, not so. The judgment day for everything is um, the first of Tishrei, right? Titania, I'm going to read that again. I call Nidon and Rosh Hashanah. Everything is judged on Rosh Hashanah, and of course, Rosh Hashanah is the first of Tishrei. Um, that includes the grain, the fruits, the water, the people, everything. And their their judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur. 
That's your mayor's opinion. Rebuta Omer, Rebuta Atkizak, Hakonidonim Barosh Hashanah, everything, everybody, everything is judged on Rosh Hashanah. Okay? Water, fruit, grain, people. Ugzaidin Shaloyim Nechtam, Kolechot Vecho Bizmanu. But the, um, the ver- the, their, their judgment is sealed. So then, that, that is different for each one. But Pesach on Pesach, the judgment is sealed. So the judgment is from Rosh Hashanah, from Tishrei, but the judgment is sealed on Pesach for, um, grain. Batseris al-Peris Ilan, on Shavuos for the fruits of the tree. Bichag Nidon al-Amoyim, on Sukkis, the, um, judgment is sealed for the, um, water. And fellows, people are judged on Rosh Hashanah and their judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, everyone is judged on, everyone, everything is judged on Rosh Hashanah, but their judgment is sealed each one at its own time, right? Grain is sealed on Pesach. Fruits are sealed on Shavuos. Water is, their uh, judgment is sealed on Sukkot. And human beings their judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yossi Omer says, Rabbi Yossi, Adam Nidam B'chol Yom. Ho, ho. Says Rabbi Yossi, a fellow is judged every single day of the year. Shinemar, as the Pasuk says, Batifkidenu Livkar, that the Abishter checks in on, on people every morning. Rabbi Nosson Omer, Adam Nidam B'chol Shah. Rabbi Nosson says that a fellow is judged every instant. Shinemar is that same Pasuk from Eov that we just read it a second ago. But if it concludes and um, you sort of judge, uh, evaluate him every minute. So okay, so Yossi says a fellow is judged every day. Reb says a fellow is judged every minute. But who is the author of our Mishnah that says that actually the judgments are on Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, and Rosh Hashanah? We haven't seen any opinions like that. The closest, arguably, is maybe Reb Yehuda, who says that the judgments are sealed. At these different times, but um, Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda are agreeing that the judgment, you know, everything is judged on Rosh Hashanah. According to Reb Meir, every all, the, the 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 seals, the sealings of the judgments for everything, according to Reb Meir, is on Yom Kippur. Um, according to Reb Yehuda, it's at different times, but nobody seems to be saying that the judgments are um, sort of spread out. Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, and Sukkot. Nobody seems to be saying that. The Olam, Rabbi Yehuda, to which the Gemara says, actually, you can touch the Mishnah, you can explain the Mishnah, that Itake is Rabbi Yehuda. Okay. And when the Mishnah is talking about these distinctions, Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot, that's talking about the, when, the, when the judgment is sealed. So when the Mishnah says that Kilu Prakam Olam Nidon, that the world is judged at four four points, it really means that at four points the the judgments of the world are sealed. And you know, for for uh, Pesach on uh, grain, Shavuos, fruits, etc. But if that's the case, Kasha Adam. The only problem there is going to be the human factor, because it says in our Mishnah that humans are judged on. Um, are judged on um, well it says in our Mishnah that humans are judged on, um, on Rosh Hashanah right meaning it says what did it say in our Mishnah our Mishnah said that on Pesach the grain is judged on Shavuos the fruits are judged on Rosh Hashanah humans are judged and on Sukkot water is judged the thing is if we're saying that all of that is referring to when the judgment is actually sealed 
that the judgment is sealed for the grain on Pesach, the judgment is sealed for the fruits on Shavuos, the judgment is sealed for the water on Sukkot, and the judgment is sealed for the people on Rosh Hashanah. But that's not true. According to Rabbi Yudah, people are judged on Rosh Hashanah. It's only sealed on Yom Kippur. So therefore, to explain our Mishnah, to say that all of the distinctions are about when the judgment is sealed, will work out for all of them except for humans, because humans, their judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur, where our Mishnah is talking about Rosh Hashanah for humans. So Amar Rava, so says Rava, Haitana Devira Bishmali. The author of our Mishnah is in fact not Reb Meir, not Reb Yuda, not Reb Yossi, nor Reb Nosin. Rather, the author of our Mishnah is the Tana Devira Bishmal, um, as they taught in the Brisa in the Bismajit of Bishmal, the Tana Devira Bishmal is taught in the Bismajit of Bishmal. By Ba Prakmolom Nidon, the world is judged at four points. The Pesach Alatvua. Uh, on Passover for the grain, Batseris al Perusailon, on Shavuos for the fruits of the tree, Bechag Nidonis Alamoyim, on Sukkis the Velt is judged for the water, Valim Nidon Broshashana, a fellow is judged on Roshashana Vixidin Shelo Nechtum Yomakipurim, and his um, uh, uh, judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur. Bechiat Katani Masnisin, and when the Mishnah is saying all these distinctions, Pesach, Shavuos, Roshashana, Sukkis, Ascholas Din, um, Atchilas Din is talking about uh, the beginning of the judgment. That the judgment um, that, uh, that, right, that the judgment of uh, the grain is on Pesach. The judgment of the fruits is on Shavuos. The judgment of the water is on Sukkot, and the judgment of the people is on Rosh Hashanah. And um, yeah, and then we say that the Gzardin of a fellow is going to be Yom Kippur. When's the Gzardin for the fruits and stuff? Stock an interesting question. The mission doesn't really say that. All right. Nor does Tanit Rebbe Shmuel. Omer of Chizda says of Chizda, my time with Rebbe Yossi. What's the reason for Rebbe Yossi? To which the Gemara says, add a few words, my time with Rebbe Yossi. What do you mean? What's the reason for Rebbe Yossi? Kedika Omer Taimit. He said his reason. The Pasuk Niyov says that the Ebrister checks in on the people every morning. So we see that a fellow is judged every day. So Rebbe Chizda says, no, this is what we mean. My time alone, Omer Kirib Nasan. How come Rebbe Yossi didn't say like Rebbe Nasan? Right? That, you know, the Mishnah says, that the Ebrister checks in on a fellow every morning and every instant he uh, evaluates him. So how come Rav Yossi stopped after the first two words in the Postuk, which says that the Ebrister checks in on a fellow every morning, why didn't he then keep on reading and say that in every uh, instant, every minute he looks after him? So how come he decided to go after the mornings versus after the instance, the instances? So, and if you're going to say that, well, the second part of the Pasuk, which says, that you kind of inquire after him, evaluate him every instance, well, evaluating is just kind of checking in on somebody. It's not quite a judgment. But if that's the case, right, remembering or checking in is also not exactly a form of judgment. So, rather says of Chizda that the reason for Yossi who argues that a fellow is judged every day, comes from the following Pasuk, that the Ebrister does the judgment of his servant and the judgment of his nation Israel um, every single day. So uh, there you go. So, so based on that Pasuk, Rabbi Yossi says that a fellow is judged every day. Vamar of Chizda, says of Chizda, this is a Gemara that we've seen before, 
If you have a king and a congregation, the king is judged first. Shenemar, as the Pesach says, that Shlomo HaMelech is speaking and he says to do the judgment of his servant, i.e. referring to Shlomo HaMelech, and then and then also the judgment of his nation Israel. So, so, um, we see that the king is judged before the nation. My time how come? Um, one option is because, well, it's not um, respectful for the king that he should be standing outside waiting while the nation is being judged. If you want to say um, that uh, the you know that the king should be um, judged prior to the nation because after the Abishur judges the nation, he's going to be very perturbed. Because there's uh, too many nudniks in the nation, so therefore we sort of do, you know, we we uh, say, look, let's judge the king before we judge the nation, so that we're judging him before before we're perturbed, before the Abish just perturbed. Amr of Yitzchak says of Yitzchak, no, Amr of Yosef says of Yosef, Kiman Matslinon Idna Aktsir Vamriye. Nowadays, a fellow is sick, a fellow is not well, whereas they say in some places not yet well. So so like. So based on which Tana that we've seen, do we pray nowadays for um, people who are sick? Vamuriye, Rashi says Muriye is referring to people, to Tamidi Chachamim, who are learning so much Torah that they're getting all weak and everything. <laughs> Alright. Kiman Kribyosi. It's like Kribyosi. Because Kribyosi says a fellow is judged every single day. Meaning if it's like the Rabbanon. So the Rabbis say that a fellow is judged on, uh, is judged on, on, on Rosh Hashanah. So, so what's the point of davening now? The judgment was already, you know, judged and sealed on Yom Kippur, and you know, what's the point of davening? But according to Rabbi a fellow is judged every day. So therefore, even today, you know, we could we could pray for for a fellow so that he's judged favorably. Rabbi say more if you want, I'll say Actually, you could argue that it is the rabbi's opinion, and and even though the rabbis say that you know you're judged on Rosh Hashanah, nonetheless, every day of the year, right now we're in Marcheshvin. So even in Marcheshvin, you could still daven for a fellow because Uchid Rabbi Yitzchak, like Rabbi Yitzchak to Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, that Rabbi Yitzchak had gezakt, Yafet Saikel Adam, that crying out works for a fellow. Bein Kodem Gzardin, Bein Achik Gzardin, whether it is before the judgment has been uh, sealed or whether it's after the judgment has been sealed, uh, crying out to the Eibushter always works. Tanya, we learn in a bright. So Amr Yehuda says Rabbi Yehuda. Oh wow, this is Gishmak. Me, uh, where am I? Mishum Rabbi Akiva, the name of Rabbi Akiva. Omer Torah Aviu Omer Pesach. How come the Torah says bring the barley offering on Passover? Because Pesach, Passover is when the world is judged for the uh, grain. Omer Kadosh Baruch says the Ebrister Aviu Lefanai Omer Pesach. Bring before me. The Omer offering on Passover, so that the grain in the field will be uh, blessed. How come the Torah says uh, to offer the two loaves of bread on Shavuos? Because on Shavuos is when the world is judged for the fruit of the tree. Bring in front of me, bring before me um, the two loaves of bread on um, Shavuos so that the fruits of the tree will be uh, blessed for you this year. How come the Torah says to do Nisuch on 
Sukkis or Makodesh Barhu, because the Abishter says, Naskulufon and Maim, Bichag, do Nisu Hamaim and Sukkis, Kadeshis Barhulachim Gishmishona, so that you'll have um, uh, blessed rains on, uh, on, on, on this year. And on Rosh Hashanah, of course, we know in Musaf, there's three sections of Musaf in the Musaf prayer on Rosh Hashanah. There's Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofaros, Malchios, the, the section about kingship, so that you make me king over you. Zichronos, remembrances, so that your remembrance, that you will be remembered before me. In a positive light, uvame, and how do we get remembered and uh, in, a, in a positive light? So, b'shoifer, with the shoifer. I wonder if the shofar is referring to the zichronis, that that's how I remember you through the shofar, maybe also the machlis? Maybe. I don't know. Alright. Amr Abbao says, Abbao, Lama token b'shoifer shall ayel. How can we specifically use a ram's horn? Blow before me in a ram's horn, so that I will remember for uh, for you the akeda sitzchok, and I will uh, treat it kilo akadetem atzmechem lefanei as if you yourselves bound yourselves up to offer yourselves before me as a sacrifice. So kilo. You don't need to bind yourself up and offer yourself as a sacrifice. We blow the shofar, which is a ram's horn, which is the, the animal that was ultimately sacrificed in uh, Yitzchak Avinu's place. So by blowing a ram's horn, the Hebishter remembers that Kedas Yitzchak, and, and it's like Givaldi, Ke'ilu, all the Yidin are, are tying themselves up and sat and binding themselves to be sacrificed to the Hebishter. Um, Amr Yitzchak says Rabbi Yitzchak. Lama token Rosh Hashanah. How can we blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah? Lama token. What do you mean? How can we blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah? Rachman Amar Tiku. The Hebrew says to blow shofar. So we blow shofar. Ela Amalamar Marian. Why do we do trua? Marian. Rachman Amar Zichron trua. The Torah says that it's a remembrance of the truas. Ela Lama token Marian Kshen Yoshvin. We token Marian Kshen Omdin. How come we blow the shofar kilu twice when you're sitting and also when you're standing? Um, Alright. Alright. Yeah, wh- when do we blow shofar? It's a little confusing because we kind of like do different points, right? We do before Musaf and then some people do in the silent Shmonas, right? And then also in the Chazar Sashats, some people just do before Musaf and then only in Chazar Sashats and then they like do a whole bunch afterwards. But w- how can we do like different sets of like shofar blows? So, to kind of mess with the Satan, with the Satan, because obviously on, on a day of judgment, we want to do as much as possible to throw Satan off our off our trail. So by blowing shofar first and then blowing it again, it shows how much we love doing mitzvahs that the Satan is like, wait, what am I supposed to do over here? Here I'm supposed to be Sataning and like these people are just being so good. I, I'm trying to Satan, but I, I, my, my efforts are being thwarted by the goodness of these people that they love mitzvahs so much that they do it multiple times. They blow shofar when they're sitting, they blow shofar when they're standing. Now, of course, um, we basically stand always, but the point the, the point is less on the sitting and the standing, more on the multiple blowings of shofars. Any year that they do not blow shofar at the beginning, marine la bisofa, well, it's going to be um, bad, you know, sort of uh, modna, 
in the end. Right? So like tki and trua, so like if you don't do tki at the beginning, you're gonna have a trua at the end. Uh, very nice. My time I'll come to the Ib of Sutton because the Sutton wasn't thrown off the trail. You need to do the blow the chauffeur to throw the Sutton off the trail. If you don't blow the chauffeur, then the Sutton is gonna is gonna Satan and, and it's not gonna be good. says any year that the people are like poor at the beginning, meaning that they, that they, any year that the yin go 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 to the synagogue on on Rosh Hashanah and they make themselves like poor people before the Abishter and you know saying that we need you the Abishter and uh, we need a favorable judgment. So then Misasherzbisofa, it will be a, a wealthy year, it will be a successful year, a prosperous year, that if we you know show up at the synagogue and we pray uh, um, um, you know with uh, 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 with uh, I don't know, we pray. Uh, we pray. What do you want me to tell you? You go to the synagogue, you pray, and then the Ebrister takes care of you. Shnema, as the Pazik says, that the Pazik says regarding Rosh Hashanah from the beginning of the year, but it says Rashis without an Aleph, which is like Rashis, which is like, um, you know, if you make yourself like a poor downtrodden fellow, you go to the synagogue, and then the Pazik says, In the end, it's going to have a future. If you go to Shul and you daven stark on, on, on Rosh Hashanah, so things will be okay. And says, Come on, everyone's heard this. That we only judge a fellow based on the actions of right now. As the Pazik says by Yishmael, that when uh, that when Yishmael was basically dying of thirst, the Abishter created a well for him in the desert, and there was a whole tumult in Shemaim. They said, "This nudnik, this fellow over here, that his children are going to give such anguish, such difficult times uh, to the Yidden. This fellow, you're going to keep alive and and, and give him a, a, a well." And what does the Abishter say? The Ebishter says, yes, this guy right now, is he a nudnik right now? Or is he a young boy dying of thirst? And they said, he's a young boy dying of thirst. And the Ebishter says, well, we look at a fellow based on where he is now, not on any other factors. So we only judge a fellow based on what's up right now. Shenemar, as the Pazuk says, Kishomai Lokim as Elanai, that the Abishter heard the voice of the child, Basher Usham, where he was at that moment. Vamur Bitzchak says, Bitzchak Mudvar Maskirna, Vonosu Shaladim. There are three things that bring up a fellow's uh, sins. There are three things a fellow could do to basically suddenly put himself under scrutiny. Eilwe, and these are them. Kirnatui, a fellow who walks next to a dangerous, rattly, insecure wall. And a person who assumes that, well, I daven so stark, therefore my prayers must be answered. And a fellow who basically, um, you know, passes judgment on his friend. In all of those cases, right, we say, how come you're so secure in what you've done that you're really deserving of what you think you're deserving of? Right? A fellow walks in, puts himself in a dangerous situation, walking next to a, a, an unstable wall. We say, why does he feel so confident that he's going to be saved? What has he been doing? And all of a sudden we take a look and we say, well, maybe he's been a shtickle nudnik, right? Or if, uh, or if a person davens and says, well, I davened, I need to get what I want. Oh yeah, do you need to get what you want? Have you been doing everything right? Or maybe you've been a little nudnik. 
And also, if a fellow is passing judgment on his friend, we say, why are you passing judgment on your friend? Are you Mr. Perfect? Maybe you're Mr. Nudnik. So therefore, in all of these cases, we, um, we look after a fellow and make sure that he really is as uh, stark as he thinks he is. To Amr, Rav Khanan says, Rav Khanan called Moser din al-Khaveru, a fellow who passes judgment on his friend, who nena shtchila, he's punished first in Emma, as the Pasuk says, by Avram and Sorrow, but to Mosor el Avram, that Sorrow said to Avram, Chamosi Alecha, I'm upset with you, uh, with the whole uh, situation with Hagar. Uchsev, and what does it say? Vayavo Avram, that Avram came to um, uh, eulogize Sorrow and to cry for her. Um, so we see that uh, Sarah passed judgment on Avram, and ultimately she's the one who um, passed away first. There are four things that tear up a fellow's judgment uh, verdict. And these are the four terror uppers. Stoke, giving charity. Tzaika, crying out in prayer. Shinu Hashem, changing your name. Shinu Maise, and changing your deeds to do tshuva. Tztaka dechsev, giving charity, as the Pazik says, Uttaka tatsamimavis, that charity will save you from death. Tsaika, crying out, dechsev, as the Pazik says, Vaitzako lashem batsaloim, that the Yidin cried out to the Abishter when they were in um, um, duress. Sure. Um tsukoseim yotsim, and from their mitsuka, um, from their, from their, uh, oh, oh, uh, come on, I know the word for this. Mitsuka is like a, um, come on, come on, come on. Mitzvah, crisis, crisis. And, and the Abishter took them out of their crisis. So you cry out to the Abishter, takes you out of your crisis. Shinoi Hashem, changing your name, as the Pazak says, Sarai Ishtucha, that when it comes to Avram's wife, Sarai, Lotikare es Shema Sarai, um, her name will no longer be Losikra. Huh. Losikra es Shema Sarai, no longer call her Sarai, Kisara Shema. From now on, her name is going to be Sarah, not Sarai. Uchsev in the Pazik says, Vayrachti, Osa Vagam, Nasati Mimena Luchabain, and it says, and I, and I will bless her and give, and, and you will have a child. So we see that she changed her name, and now she, um, uh, suddenly was able to have children at, um, what was it, 100 years old? No, 90 years old. Shinumaise, and doing tshuva, changing your actions, Dichsev, as the Pazik says in, 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 uh, the book of Yonah, that the Ebishter saw their actions, and the Ebishter decided to change his, ma- change his mind and, and abort the evil that, that, that he was initially intending to bring upon them below also, and he didn't do it. So they, they did tshuva, they changed their ways, and they were spared from their judgment. Those who say, even uh, changing places. The Chsev is the Pasuk says, Vayomer Hashem el Avram. The Ebrister says to Avram, Lech l'chome artzacha, leave your place, leave or cast him, go to Eretz Yisrael, v'hada v'eschel l'gagadol, and then it says, and guess what? Darton, I will make you into a great nation. So we see that changing your place can also um, make you uh, change your thing, right? In, 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 in or caused him. Avram Avinu was unable to have children, but he went to Eretz Yisrael, and there he became a big nation. Vidach, how was Chusad Eretz Yisrael, the Ahanyele, and according to the Tanakama, who excluded the Shinoi Makom thing, changing places, it's because he says, well, it's not because of he changed place, Be'atzem, it's because he moved to Eretz Yisrael. And it's the merit of Eretz Yisrael that kind of changed his vibes, his, his, his fortunes. Wow. Wow, the merit of Eretz Yisrael. 
A fellow must um, uh, receive the face of his teacher on the festivals. Kivaldik, Gemara and Sukkah that we saw. So you go visit your 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 teacher on the festivals. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, Madua ato leches elavayom. That um, the by 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 the by by the isha shunamis. So her husband asks her, "How come you are going today to visit Elisha? Lo chodesh v'lo shabbos." It's not Rosh it's not Shabbos. That we see that in Rosh on Shabbos, on the festivals, um, there's an Indian to go see your teacher. And says, A fellow needs to purify himself on the, on the festivals. As the Pasuk says, That do not touch any nevela, do not become tummy. Now, we learn in a brace like this, when the Pasuk says that don't, that, you know, don't touch any nevelas, I'm just a, my, 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 my name is Yisrael, right? Yisrael comes from Yisrael. My name is Yisrael, but I'm also a Yisrael. I'm not a coin or a levy. So as a Yisrael, I can touch as much nevela as I want. It's one of the perks. So, so I could touch as much nevela as I want. But the Pazik says, if Nivlasim lo go, don't touch any nevela. So what's the deal? Is it possible that it's saying that we shouldn't be touching any nevela? That wouldn't be very fun or fair. Tamud Omar, the Pazik says, So the Pazik says, um, speak to the priests, the children of Aharon. And it says in that Pazik, do not become Tamei Mace. So, Bnei Aharon Musarin, Bnei Sulei Musarin. Priests, Kohanim, are not allowed to become Tame, uh, uh, to contract corpse tumma. But, Yisraelim, just regular old Yidin, are able to contract, um, there's no problem with, with contracting corpse tumma. That's why, um, Kohanim stay out of cemeteries. Yisraelim don't. Yisraelim go into the cemeteries. So, so, now, logically speaking, So when it comes to um, um, when it comes to corpse tuma, so we say Kohanim need to stay away from corpse tuma, but Yisraelim they can become tummy to corpse tuma, no problem. So So certainly nevela tuma is not going to be, it will will not be an issue for just regular Yisraelim. So. Um, so then what's the deal with the Pasuk that says don't touch Nevela? We just learned that, uh, you know, logically speaking, I should be able to touch Nevela. So why is the Pasuk saying you can't touch Nevela? So, of course, Nevela being uh, an animal that was not slaughtered properly. So, Borego. It's saying on the Shalashugal that on the festivals, do not touch Nevela. Do not become Tomei on the festivals. Purify yourself for the festivals. Amr of Kuspidoi. It says of Kuspidoi, Amr of Yochanan. In the name of Yochanan. Friends, you ready for this? Tell me when you're ready. Shloshasfarim Niftachin, Rosh Hashanah. There are three books that are open on Rosh Hashanah. Echot Shoshim Gemurin. One is the book of absolutely evil people. Vechot Shotzadikim Gemurin. And one of the absolutely righteous people. Vechot Shobinonim. And one of the, um, the middle people. Tzadikim Gmurin, Nichtovin, Vinachtomin, Laat al The completely righteous people, they are written and sealed immediately for life. Rishoim Gmurin, the absolute nudniks, Nichtovin, Vinachtomin, Laat al So they are immediately inscribed and sealed for death. Benonim, 
the middle people, Tluyin Omden, they're sort of in limbo. From Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur, Zachu, if they merit, Nichtovin Chaim, they're written for life. Lo Zachu, if they do not merit, Nichtovin Lemisa, they're written for death. Amr Abavan says Abavan, my crow, what does the Pasuk mean? So where do we see a Pasuk for this? Yimachum is for Chaim, that they will be erased from the book of life, Vim Tzadikim Ali and they will not be written with the righteous. Yimachum is Sefer, Zesifan Shorishayim, when the Pasuk says, so when the Pasuk says that they're going to be um, erased from the from from uh, um, uh, the book, so that means that's referring to the evil people, that they're going to be erased from the book, they're going to be killed. Rishayim uh, Gemurim, the completely evil, nudniki kind of fellows, folk. Chaim, Zesifan Tzadikim, so when it says the uh, life, it's referring to the book of life, that's, uh, that's the um, righteous people. They will not be written with the righteous. That's a reference to the book of the, of the middle people. That Moshe Rabbeinu says that if you're not going to forgive the um, people, so then erase me from the uh, book that you have written. And when it says erase me, that's a reference to the book of the evil Nudniki folk. From your book, that's the book of the righteous. That you have written, that is the book of um, the middle people. Friends, that was Daf Tezayin of Masech Rosh Hashanah. We'll stop there. Uh, so what did you guys think of Daf Tezayin? Pretty interesting overall, right? Right. So the Mishnah had said that there are four um, times that the world is judged. It's judged on Pesach for the grain, on Shavuos for the fruits, on Rosh Hashanah for the people, and on Sukkot for the water. We had seen that um, when it comes to grain, grain is judged at two points before it is uh, planted, and also if it is still growing on the uh, Rosh Hashanah, uh, on, on, on the following Pesach, then it is judged once again. And Abai gave us a little bit of advice that um, if, if, if after Pesach, when you plant your next sort of the earlier crops, like the wheat, and you see it's going well, so chaparain, and, and try to plant the barley as soon as possible. If you see that it's going to be a good year, try to get that in before the next Pesach, which is uh, the next judgment, and there's a potential for sort of a negative judgment. So try to get, if you see that the wheat is growing well, try to get the barley in as soon as possible so that um, you could ride on that good growth train. Um, we saw an interesting, um, basically essentially five-way machlokas about how these uh, judgment days work. The opinion of a mayor is that everything, uh, grain, fruits, people, water, everything is judged on Rosh Hashanah and its judgment is sealed on Yom Kippur. That's the mayor's opinion. According to Rabbi Yehuda, everything is judged, everything, everyone is judged on Rosh Hashanah, but the um, uh, Gzardin, the, the, the judgment is sealed at different points. It's sealed on Pesach for grain, on Shavuos for fruit, on um, Rosh Hashanah for people, and on Sukkot for water. We saw the opinion of Rabbi Yossi that um, a fellow is judged every day. We saw the opinion of um, Rabbi Nosin that a fellow is judged every instant. All right. Um, and then, of course, there was the opinion of our Mishnah that um, everyone is right, that the people, fruit, grain, and water are, are judged at different intervals, Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashanah, and Sukkot. Uh, we saw a very interesting uh, b'risa of Rabbi Yehuda quoting 
Rabbi Akiva, that the various offerings that we do on um, on the on the uh, different on these different judgment days um, are in order to sort of support and 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 help the judgment. So, for example, on um, Pesach we bring the barley offering so that is sort of a, it should help us out so we'll get a favorable judgment for the grain. On Shavuos we bring the Shteyalechem which is wheat. Rashi offers an answer that you know this after all is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda who says that the Eitzadas that the fruit tree that they ate that the that the fruit of the Eitzadas was actually grain uh, was actually wheat so you can consider uh, wheat to be a fruit according to Rabbi Yehuda. Anyways so you bring the Shteyalechem on Atzeres to help us out for a favorous for a favorable judgment on um, on Shavuos for for fruit on Rosh Hashanah on Sukkot we do the Nisuch Hamayim the water libations so that we'll get a favorable judgment for the water and on Rosh Hashanah we do Malchus Zichronos and Shofaros also so that we uh, get a favorable um, judgment we said that we blow the shofar multiple times in Rosh Hashanah in order to confuse the Satan and we said that any Rosh, any year that we do not you know have a tkia at the beginning that we don't blow shofar at the beginning of the year on Rosh Hashanah in order to confuse the Satan well then Marie and Lab Sofa you can have a true at the end you can have sort of a, a negative year we also said that um, this is Mereshis Hashanah for Ach Hashanah Rashis is spelled Rashis that if you make yourself like a poor person going to a synagogue and praying before the Abishter so then you can have an Achris you can have a a um, positive positive um, uh, year. We learned the famous principle that we only judge a fellow as he is at that time, Basher Rusham, as he is at that point that we learn out from uh, Yishmael. We learned that there are several ways to change the outcome of your judgment. You can um, give charity. You can cry out to the Abishter in prayer. You could change your name. You could change your um, um, uh, you can do tshuva, you can change your actions, and there's another opinion that you can even change your place, which we learned from Avraham Avinu moving to Eretz Yisrael. Now there's a different opinion that says that, well, no, changing your place doesn't count. The only reason why I worked for Avraham was because he was moving to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, and then we said that um, on Rosh Hashanah there are three books that are open. The book for the righteous, where anybody inscribed there is immediately written for life. There's the book of the Nudniks that anybody inscribed there is immediately written for death. And uh, anybody in the middle people book, so uh, they kind of um, uh, are sort of in limbo until until um, Yom Kippur, and then at that point we decide um, where to put them. Well, uh, friends, I uh, hope uh, you're very inspired, and uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed Rosh Hashanah. Uh, have a great day. Uh, th- wait one second. I hope you enjoyed the 16th half of Rosh Hashanah. Have a great day. Bye.